everybody, welcome to episode 269, dude. dude. We didn't even <laughs> rehearse that. Nope. Our stupidity is unmatched, yeah. sir. Of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Shia Dumont. I'm another host, Bill S. Preston Esquire. And I'm Ted Theodore Logan. <laughs> Wait, your name's Ted Ted? <laughs> but anyway, how are you today? Said to ruin everything good. Yeah. Everything good. Todos cosas. And that it just continues. <laughs> just there's there's no cap to it. Yeah. Absolutely no cap. Um, so today we're going to finally talk about the Great House. We had mentioned it several times, and uh, I I don't I don't feel right even having anything else in the category of this episode. So it may be short. It may be not. It depends how long we go on a rant for. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's that's what we're going to talk about today. Has anything happened in the news as of late? No, I don't think so. You know, I haven't heard much about the VFX union. Uh, I was hoping that they'd get that going. Mm. Um, and they may very well be. I hope so. But I haven't heard much about it on that front. Um, no. <laughs> nope. Thank you. That that was very, very good information. I know that the writers and the... Um... Oh, yeah. So there is this bit of Okay, news. here we go. This happened a couple of weeks ago, though. But the writers and the... AMPTP were like back going back to the table to talk about things. I don't know whatever became of that. Um, and then the AMPTP came out and said that they don't want to negotiate with Fran Drescher because she's like, yeah, that was yeah. whatever. And so then I thought, well, <clears throat> this is obviously like they're going to say she was put in that position, though, by SAG. Yeah, to my knowledge. That is it's not well, like it's she just, just inserted just, herself with like some random them, actor. It's just them being like trying to get. Because they realize that they're on the, uh, they're not on the the positive side of it, and mm. they come out looking stupid. So they're like, if we make this woman seem crazy, and then we'll say we're talking to the writers, but we won't talk to the actors because of her, and it's her mm. fault to try to get more people to, to like kind of uh, go against each other in there. So it's all part of the plan. Another interesting um, move in this, which comes uh, on on the the tales of. Uh of my recent rant about the sort of uh, double standards that they have with these vouchers that they're giving people and vouchers, uh, uh, free passes that they're kind of giving certain productions, oh, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. Uh, you know, now all of a sudden they've tightened that up. They're like, oh, well, hold on now. Uh, we're going <laughs> to say, oh, oh yeah. Did, did you did you almost did you almost see how everyone could see right through that? Yeah. And, you know, now they're suddenly like, you know, tightening the reins on on productions that are being given a free pass or or what have you um i did want to talk a little bit also about um just the so i with the talks of ai yep which you know they i I don't that's artificial intelligence is it um that you know i i don't see them backing out of easily um because this could be a a a huge money maker for them obviously yeah but I kind of went on this rant yesterday because, you know, I'm I'm on both backstage and and actors access, and um, you know, you look you look at the voiceover work, <clears throat> and it's like anything else where, you know, they want people who have had experience or reels with whatever it is that you're doing, right? But you know, how do you get experience if you don't? That, right. this, that and the other thing and I have limited experience. I do have some stuff that I've done voiceover work for, so I'm not like completely, you know. Uh, uh, fish out of water with that so I do have an advantage there but not as much as somebody who would 
who does this for a living, who has, you know, 30, right. 40, 50 uh, um, bites that they could use from things. And it's really interesting that I've no- that I've noticed that with a lot of the voiceover work, especially with stuff that tends to be a bit more commercial, I can't help but but sort of notice this dink mm-hmm. where they will ask that you essentially send them an audition for it, right? And they will send you sides for it, which always used to be like, here's here's a, the sides. And the, the whole definition of sides is that it's a small piece of this project, of right. the script, right? right. You take a, a page out of this and you go, well, this character has the most dialogue here or it's the most... Um, expressive that they are, so I'd like to see them do this part, blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking at some of them. It's not rife yet, but I do notice that a lot of the bigger paying jobs are more legit jobs, right? Um, The script seems pretty final in your audition. I'm like, this is like like three pages. Why would my audition be... I mean, if if you don't get an idea of what I'm capable of within two or three sentences, Yeah, I think we got a problem here. And I'm not sure why, like one of them, for instance, was a PSA. Why am I reading three versions of this PSA? Yeah, It was generally the same, but they like twisted the words a bit in each one. It was like, here's the first one and the second one. I'm like, the first one, the second one, and the third one. Why am I reading all of them? Yeah. It's almost as if... <laughs> You would be able to use these because that's another thing is they want, you know, if, you, if you're a voiceover artist, they want you to have a studio or professional equipment or something, you know, because that's that's the lure of it. Right. They don't they're not going to fly you in to blah, blah, blah. If you could just do this at home. Yeah. And that's um, sort of a blessing and a curse in that you get to do this in the comfort of your own home. But the rates have gone down because they're like, look, you already got the stuff at home. Yeah. Whereas before they had to pay not only for your service, but for your inconvenience and travel and all that. So yeah. like things got, things were priced differently and you were paid differently because it's like, well, now we've got to get this person to spend, you know, their whole day because now they're traveling there. They got to get to the studio. They got to get set up. They got to go home. We got to feed them if they're there all day, you know. And now it's just like, well, look, you got this at home. And so you're seeing stuff that's like, and they, I love, I love how now the wording is like $50 for two hours of work yeah and it's like well that's just 25 dollars an hour is what that is but it's like it's almost like they put it like we're just reminding you this is zero effort on your part yeah yeah okay it's 200 dollars for a mere three hours of work okay just know that (laughs) i'm aware It, it doesn't matter how long it takes yeah this is this this is a service like i don't need you to like sort of degrade that you know into like well, yeah, you know they we're don't just take, giving you this little into, bit of into account of work like here any revisions they may want or you know the time it takes to, but the, to but, and prioritizing that yeah. because just in doing like a lot of people want an example they want you to they want you to do an audition and they want you to do a, vi- a video auditions even more time all right i set all this shit up and blah, blah blah and you know it's like you're Doing one thing, or and you have to stop what you're doing, set everything up, you know, yeah. do the edit those things, blah, blah blah. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know that I agree with the the whole suggestion of paying people for those auditions because we didn't get paid to show up for auditions when we had to do it 
in person. Sure. So I mean, yeah, I that think was that's never a thing, yeah. that's kind. Of, well, they try to. Yeah, is, yeah. I don't. I think that's pushing it. Yeah, they won't. They won't get yeah, that. That's ridiculous. But um, it is time consuming, you know. And so yeah. I'm looking at these scripts and I'm going, this feels like this could potentially be the whole job that I would be giving them as an example. Yeah. And unless I'm going to sit here and follow up on every and a lot of the times it's an untitled project. I don't know if I could find this. Right. It's not easy to find if it's untitled. Right. Yeah. So if I decide to start searching the webs to see if I hear my voice on something, long story short, we don't know what is being done with that. I mean, yeah. a lot of times with jobs, too, it's like you're going through this other you're going through this this middleman, if you will. Right. So backstage would be the middleman. A lot of people will pay through backstage as well. So, you know, you could take on a job or if it's independent they're not giving you a contract. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, hey, I need you to do this thing for a video game that's really indie. And it's like you either say yes or no and it shoots into your PayPal and and you move on. But you don't know what you've agreed to at that point, right? Yeah. And now your voice can be used for all kinds of things. It could be sold to a third party and you have no right to it. Yeah. And then um, they and can, they I, can I, I if they like your voice, now. yeah, they'll just reconstruct it with yeah. AI and make it say anything you want. I think being on the other, having been on the other side of that, we never did that where we, you know, any of the freelance jobs or places I worked where we would need VO, we'd never had somebody read the whole thing. We would have them read a section of it and then show the client and and then they would pick which one they liked. But I, f I feel like what they're doing now is they, they have you read the whole thing and then they'll send the client the piece with these four or five different people that they like the most and then the client will pick and then they'll... I assume they'll pay the person or whatever is how it's supposed to work. But yeah, yeah I feel that, like that whole script thing is just not it's not happening. Like I'm not reading three pages or two pages of of an yeah. audio, you know, that that's I mean, crazy AI will me. get will. I, I do feel like I, I'm not really scared of AI in most arenas, but with voiceovers, I do feel like it's getting pretty good. Mm -hmm. There's some out, it's still so, some services perfect. out there are not. But I mean, you can listen to there was that. Thing they released the, uh, like a month back or whatever with like it was like a whole episode of a Joe Rogan podcast that was mm. AI and they did have to feed in a whole bunch of data for it to to go ahead mm -hmm. and manipulate that but I do feel like that it's closer to that than somebody taking like a uh, design job or a motion graphics job I do feel like yeah. the V I do feel like voiceover work is in is in um is 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 in da is very much in danger with with AI because it is getting tremendously close yeah um so yeah so yeah anyway i just wanted to kind of go on a, a short tangent about that because i just i noticed that a lot when i'm going through work and i'm just like this is kind of ridiculous the yeah. script is getting really long here for <laughs> a, a sample of whether i would work or not um anyhow um also also um can we please like i i don't understand I don't understand like the the like the the thought process behind these websites, right? They're they're the website is is it's the whole meat and potatoes to how you get this group of people to see this group of people and then send it to this group of people. And it couldn't be any more convoluted. There's like I'm just going to I'll just put it out there. Actors actors access disaster. Yeah. Like that, the whole way the that that page is like from works, the 90s. it is so outdated, so ridiculous. 
Um, it's absolutely insane to me. Backstage is much more user friendly. But what I don't like about it is that not every like it should be a rule that it's descriptive. There should uh, like not I, I don't mean to be like a tattletale. OK, but I don't think that if there's a uh, if you have a, a part that has uh, sex scenes. Uh, nudity, those things like that. I mean, that should be in the description, right? Like people yeah. should know, like, oh, okay, there's, you know, we're gonna, we're seeing your ass here, and 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 all of this. You don't bother to, um, to to audition for something like that, or to to, yeah, if you're not respond to it. it. Yeah. Um, and there's a there's a lot of them that are like, there's hardly any description in it, in it, and it's just like, I I feel like there's gonna be surprises here, you know, <laughs> and those surprises are gonna come later, yeah. and uh, you know. It, auditioning is a it's a really funky process because you can get a script you get you get sides for something and you're saying yes to a job before you have really had time to read the entire script and and I mean honestly some directors will say oh here you go you know we, we're yeah. we're considering you uh, here's the whole script let us know but there are times where it's like do you want the part or not it's like I don't know. I haven't read the rest of the script. This could be complete garbage. Like, what? Yeah. I don't, you know, I recently had um, applied for something and I, I reached out to the director because it seemed really interesting and he was nice enough to let me read the whole script. Um, and it was a good script, but like, what if it wasn't? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it wasn't something that like, I was, I think being considered, but I wasn't like a shoe in for it. But if that is the case, I mean, that has happened to people that I've spoken to sure. that they're like, shit, I got the part and now I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck are you gonna do yeah um i mean I, I have to imagine that's happened plenty of times of actors bow out all the time with stuff and um you know uh, some and of i feel scripts like are just... and i feel like that discussion needs to be had prior to accepting the role too like if there's you know um it shouldn't it shouldn't be the actor's responsibility to say hey is there nudity here or hey is there something I'm uncomfortable with this as this is here the you know the the production or the director or the producers or whoever needs to be up front with what is required for the role um but yeah i mean that's well you know, it's been since the the dawn of time you yeah, know of, yeah. of people like trying to get mainly females to take their clothes off and, and on camera and i it's it's uh yeah well there was it was because like i had a, i had i had applied for something right and then this specific one, I had applied for something and then they were like, okay, we want you to audition. Um, and just so you know, there's nudity. <laughs> I'm like, Wait, it, why are you telling me this now? Like, why didn't you tell me this before? Wouldn't have wasted your time. Like, yeah. you know, and then it's like, the, this. The, it's worded like, hey, if you're not comfortable with nudity, like, don't bother. It's like, I wouldn't have bothered to even ap apply for this if, if yeah. you had said that before in the description. Like, how yeah. is there nudity now all of a sudden? Like, that you're like should be a checks box nudity required you know intimacy required well there are a something. lot of people that do it but this specific one was like um i i i mean i i, I was iffy about the 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 whole breakdown of it honestly but then that was thrown in and i was like oh jesus christ there's so some of the things that are out there i, I swear to god i don't know i mean yeah. i'm gonna be persnickety as a writer you know what i mean like i'm I, I realize that a lot of actors that are not filmmakers, that are not part of a film team, that get to sort of like sow their wild acting oats in their life, right? I'm I'm very fortunate in that way that I get to do that, right? Yeah. I don't have to wait on somebody else if I want to play a part or or be in a film. Um, but 
so I'm, I, it's like everything, I go through everything with a fine tooth comb and some of the stuff is like, Jesus Christ, what is this? Yeah. What are you making? You know, the, the, the script that I was sent last that I got the whole script, um, it was a good script and I was just like, but I was reading it like cringing the whole time. Cause I'm like any minute now it's going to get really horrible, right? <laughs> because you're just expecting it. And then I was like, oh, no, we're okay. Oh, no, we're okay. Okay, so, okay, you know, well, we're halfway through. They can't mess that up now, right? You know, it's yeah. like, and so it was, it was, I was relieved. I was like, oh, this is, this is good, but it's definitely like a minority, a, a minority percentage there. There's a lot yeah. of stuff out there that it's like, what the hell is this story about? Sometimes it's just there right in the title. You're like, don't want to, not apply to that. Yeah. <laughs> Who titled this? This is ridiculous. Um, anyway, it's fun being an actor. Um, so speaking of acting, um, a couple weeks back, we went to see The Grey House. Let me just, let me just rewind. Let me go back in time for you. We're just jump in our time machine here. And, um, my sister and I were texting and she was like, oh, have you seen this? And she sent me an, uh, an article and it was something that I had remembered hearing about. And I said, like, and I'm sure it's it's pinned somewhere or saved somewhere. But then the problem is remembering that you pinned or saved it to go look at it later. Yeah. And so I forgot all about it. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, my God, is that out now? And so hopped online and uh, saw those ticket prices, Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty basic for ticket prices now but like still for me i'm like holy shit that's a lot um and depending on the play or performance like we usually try to get balcony first row and in a theater especially if it's smaller it's a really decent seat because you see the whole stage you're up a little higher but you see the whole stage and yeah you're pushed back but you can see everything yeah and it's if it's a small theater, it's a great seat and it's a much better price than, you know, what the floor is great. But, you know, you don't want to spend that. Um, the way that the, it worked with the tickets, it was like all over the place. You couldn't really like every time you try to like refresh, it, it would be like, what about these? I'm like, no, just give me this specific ticket. Yeah. I couldn't. And so right away, I will stalk the theater, the images of that theater and try to determine like, okay, the stage is probably, see the stage is probably like 25 feet by. <laughs> so if the seats are here, so this place is probably bigger yeah. or you can tell from pictures like, oh, this place is massive. So if we're in row K, we're not going to see shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a smaller theater, which was nice. Um, and then I just happened to kind of like look at the, what was considered the premium seats. And uh, I think that those were about 300 apiece. Yeah. And I was like, Christ on a cracker. Mm. That's a lot of freaking money. Yeah. Now here, here's, here's, here's my, my reasoning. It's Lori Metcalf. Okay. Mm -hmm. And for anyone who doesn't know, Lori Metcalf is, is my spirit animal. I love her. She is quite literally one of the biggest reasons that I went into acting and and took an interest in acting as a kid. I watched a lot of Lucille Ball and I watched a lot of Roseanne and Aunt Jackie was my favorite character. And it was like, I want to do that. She, Oh no, it wasn't Roseanne that inspired you to be an actor. Roseanne was like (laughs) Roseanne now. Let's just move on from that. Right. Roseanne did great on the show. Don't get me wrong. She, she was very good, but Jackie was just so, versatile 
Oh, like yeah. she just she would go from A to Z like within like seconds. Roseanne like she now was... would hate Roseanne then. Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, but I mean, like you know, taking the crazy aside, Roseanne is talent. She's a talented actor. I'm not going to say she isn't, but Jackie Harris was it for me. Like yeah. she, I just like I was like I want to be able to do that. You know. Yeah. So. Laurie Metcalf has always been massive for me and I've never been able to see her in a play. And so, you know, for a split second, I was like, do we spend $600 on tickets? Then I was like, no, we don't do that. Uh, some people do that. Yeah. We don't do that. And so I thought, well, the tickets in the row right before the best seats in the house were significantly less. And I'm like, how much worse can the view be? Yeah. Especially one row ahead front. of yeah. that like that doesn't make any sense so we took those seats um still a pretty penny yeah um but i was like this is once in a lifetime i will probably never get to see laurie metcalf again mm -hmm. in person on stage and so i was like yes and so i was very excited for this also in this was tatiana maslani who we've seen before and we're big fans of so it was like the fact that we had tatiana maslani and laurie metcalf in the same place yeah. was like, what's happening? Yeah. What is happening here? So I was incredibly excited for it. I will also add to this that where um, we were so smart and frugal and we're like, I'm not going to spend $600 on tickets. We nearly spent that on sweatshirts. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't be too proud of myself um, because we were like, Oh, look, there's a goodies table. And it's like, there's a keychain, there's a pin, there's a t-shirt, which would suffice, right? Mm -hmm. You can get a t-shirt, mm -hmm. ain't, ain't, ain't a damn thing wrong with that. Oh, look, the sweatshirt has Morse code, which locks into the, to the play. And then the yeah. name of the play is written in a font so small that you would practically need a magnifying glass to see it on the very, very end, the wrist of the sleeve. And then you just have this Morse code. But I loved that it wasn't like the gray house. It was yeah. like, you know, what is that? It was mysterious and very cool. And then we saw the price of those sweatshirts. And I was like, are we seriously doing this right now? <laughs> seriously? Yeah. Because we're like siblings. When one gets something cool, it's like, I guess I'll just get a T-shirt. And then you're like, I don't know, I'm getting that sweatshirt. I'm like, well, if you're getting the sweatshirt, I'm getting the sweatshirt. Yeah. I wasn't going to get the sweatshirt because that's ridiculous. But if you're going to do it, yeah. then I guess I have to as well. Uh, so yay. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. Um, it's a very cool sweatshirt. Uh, hopefully it doesn't fall apart. It better last till the end of my life for what they charge for that. Um, but so there's a whole story before we even get into the play. So we get to our seats and, um, I'm like, holy crap, that's so close to the stage. Yeah. I can't believe that I'm, that's the closest we've ever been to a yeah. play. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were pretty close with Tatiana's last play. We, we saw, were further back but... and we were up. Yeah. Yeah. It went but, up a bit, but, we, but they were great seats. We weren't seats. this close, but we were. No, we were probably, uh, four rows back. Yeah to where we were for that play. And that theater that she was at, uh, that we saw her in, um, I cannot remember the name of that theater. It's a great theater. I love the yeah. way that was set up the state. It's like, there was no bad seat, Yeah, you know, and it was small, it was a very small place, but yeah. there was no bad seat. It was beautiful, really cool, really cool place. Can't remember the name of it. Um, and so we got into our seats 
And of course, you know, there's about two inches of space between your knee and the seat in front of you. So if you're like, I'm 5'2". Yeah. And I was like, this is a tight squeeze, man. Um, so, you know, we get settled and I'm like, let me go to the bathroom now because I have the bladder of a hummingbird and there's no intermission. So I'm going to head to the bathroom. So down the stairs I go. And of course, there's a line because it's the women's bathroom. Yeah. And I'm waiting in line. And I notice in front of me a woman who looks really familiar. And I'm like, huh, I swear that that is an actor whose name I am not going to mention from Orange is the New Black. And then she kind of turned her face a bit. I'm like, that for sure shit is the actress from Orange is the New Black. That's mm-hmm. so crazy. Like, oh, look at that. And for someone that I really admire, even then, I, I don't get like, you know, when people like they're grabbing at people and like they're getting starstruck and yeah. hyperventilating, I just kind of like shut down and will actually convince myself that I shouldn't go talk to them because I'm like, I'm going to embarrass myself. I won't even do it. And I'll just lose the opportunity. She was fine on the show, but like not someone that I was like, oh, you know, yeah. and it was and again, I'm not saying who it is, but they weren't like a main character. Yeah. They showed up here and there. You know, there was a lot of people on that show. And then there was those people that like she was a very uh, memorable character in the way she looked. So you're like, oh, I know her. You know, yeah. she she has one of those faces, but not a big character by any means. And so she's you know, we're online and there's just this cackle of old ladies behind me. Who have like no inside voice. Yeah. And so standing, waiting for the bathroom, and lady behind me goes, Oh my God, is that the actress from Orange is the New Black? I think that's the actress from Orange is the New Black. Is that her? And she turns her head ever so smugly and goes, Yes, it is. And I was like, I hate you. <laughs> like internally, I just went, What is that? Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't don't let that be a reaction. You know, at first when they were talking about her, she kind of raised her brow a bit and like looked like she was going to smile. I'm like, yeah, because, you know, people are talking yeah. like, OK, they recognize me, whatever. But the way she just went and yeah, I was like, OK, r- relax. OK, you weren't in every episode like and when yeah. you were in there, it was like you had a line or two and that was it for the, for the whole episode. Like just just simmer down. OK, so she keeps like making this like caca face at the bathroom like ugh. like at, and i'm assuming at the size of it i'm just making an assumption there but she yeah. just found something humorous about it. it's, a fuck, it's a toilet there's four stalls that's that's three stalls more, more than you usually get in small theaters like this is a yeah. great bathroom i don't know what you're being all snooty about yeah so as the, the lyceum. timing was it the lyceum theater lyceum theater yeah um it's the great bathroom size for a small theater yeah. <laughs> like and so we it just timed perfectly. We both get a stall at the same time. I guess we both take the same amount of time to piss and the same amount of time to wash our hands. And so she's got like a split second ahead of me. So now I'm behind her going up the stairs. And I sensed it already. I was like, she's going to recognize someone or someone's going to recognize her and there's going to be a pause. And there's there, like there's an allotted amount of time that's acceptable when something like that happens it's it's unexpected right so you oh hey like that it's kind of like a three two one and we move along right Mm -hmm. because there's people here it's a stairwell and it's a very tight one so she's going up the stairs i see this woman's face towards the top of the stairs 
looking straight at her. And I'm like, oh, God, they know each other. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to give the allotted three, two, one. And we go through it. Oh, my God, look who's here. And they're doing their whole sarcastic thing and hugging and everything. We're at five, four, three, two, one at this point. And I said, OK, fuck this shit. Now, there's like five people behind me. We're trying to get up the stairs. Like she didn't even look behind her. She was just like, I'm doing this. Yeah. And yeah. so I said, I'm feeling particularly kind today. Yeah. And I'm going to say, excuse me, nothing. Mm. So I'm like. I'm about to see Lori in that calf. I'm not going to let this bitch ruin it. So I did like the kind, slight shoulder touch. Maybe she didn't hear me because she was mesmerized by the sound of her own voice. And I said a little louder. And now the people that are two inches from my face, because that's how small the stairwell is, you know, they're watching it go down. (laughs) Like she's, she ain't moving, is she? I said, excuse me, nothing. So I pushed the bitch. Yeah just knocked her right into her friend she went over she turned around and looked at me i was like how you doing and i just kept going like listen i don't give a shit who you are or what show you were on you are blocking the stairwell yeah get the hell out of the way (laughs) yeah get the hell right out of the way and i will say I'll, i'll give you this little hint she's fucking small okay so i was like i will i will punt you yeah okay we can go toe to toe even with my bad back and my autoimmune issues (laughs) <laughs> I might fart on you because I have IBS. So that'll be part of my fighting tactic. Get the hell out of the way. All right. Um, and so that was that. I get in my seat and I said, you're never going to believe I was in the bathroom. And I tell you. And like five seconds later, we look to our right in our row, like four seats down. And guess who's there? Yep. At the very end. Yep. I'm like, What's, what happened? You couldn't get in the middle? Yeah. You can't get straight center. <laughs> anyway, so there was a bit of time. I think they were they started a little bit late, like yeah. a couple minutes. But we got there pretty early. Like we sat in our seats like 25 minutes before the show. So the whole time this woman wouldn't sit. Yeah. She was standing and then like looking out into the audience as if she wanted somebody. Like it felt like she wanted more people to recognize her. And yeah. was like kind of miffed that people weren't like oh my god didn't you have a total of a paragraph worth of lines on a show once yeah and wasn't getting that and i thought is she just a a twat to everybody but then some guy comes up who i think was a producer or something on a soap opera who she knew sort of and she was just sweet as pie you could hear the saccharine oh my god and i'm like oh so you can be nice to people (laughs) like that's interesting um Stood the whole, I was just like, what is she doing? And so a lot of theaters, they sell alcohol. They, you know, they have little cups and stuff that they give you. And um, I'll just say this before I forget. I can't help but notice that when we were sauntering our asses out of the aisle and had to pass the seat that she was in, that she left all her garbage on her seat. No one else in the theater did that. I'm looking at all the seats. I'm like, all these seats are clear because we're not Mm -hmm. savages, right? We understand that we don't leave garbage around for people. And I was just like, I don't know how you can fit that much ego in that small of a package. Yeah. Yeah. It she, was an interesting. Yeah. For me, it was the whole, I mean, I wasn't there for the initial thing, but it, it was the whole like. The stairwell throwdown. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was the whole like her just obviously just begging for the attention. Yeah. Like she kept trying you to know? make eye contact with people. Like, come she, on. She was just so thirsty, as the kids say. Yeah. That is what they say, isn't it? Yeah. Them kids um, are crazy. 
And it was just like, I don't know. It was just like, I was like, oh, it's kind of gross, you know? It was a little cringy. And it was just like, you know, just be a nice person. I don't yeah. know. And then the leaving of the garbage. Was yeah, the gar- a- that was like the cherry on top. I was like on top of it. Like if, I, I, as if I didn't already dislike you from this, from the past two hours that we've spent in the same place together. Yeah. That was just like it for me. I was like, really? You don't even, you don't even pick up your own shit? That's yeah. interesting. Um, the lesson of the day is that there is no shortage of ego in this business. Now going back to what we're here to talk about. 33 minutes into this episode and we're finally getting to the point (laughs) if you're still with us i appreciate you yeah i consider i consider this the opening act though because this was part of the story yeah for me um so the gray house this was uh sadly was supposed to run into august and got chopped yeah um i really thought i guess ignorantly because if it were me i would have been fucking devastated but like those people that had those tickets they didn't get squeezed into like shitty seats for free on another date right you just it's like here's your money back the show's done you don't get to see it and it's like what that's that's some kind of garbage that would happen to me so i was devastated for them because Mm -hmm. i was like that that would be absolutely awful um this was written um by Levi Holloway, and it was directed by Joe Mantello. Um, if you go on the site, Laurie Metcalf and, and Tatiana Maslany are other actors. It's weird. I think yeah. it's like another cast, but then also mixed in with the current cast. So I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Um, it was, uh, first of all, I, I, I have to shout out uh, to um, set design. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Also, sound the sound design. Tom Gibbons uh, did the sound design. Um, The lighting design was Natasha Katz. Um, Scott Pask or Pask did the scenic design, as they say, and it was astounding. It was the there were moments that I had to keep sort of forcing my attention back to what was happening like the actual dialogue because i kept looking up to see like what else is in there is there stuff hidden because it was so intricate Mm -hmm. so beautiful it was basically like a house that was cut in half but then the top half just turned into like this other world sort of it was like basically if somebody had it looked like a nightmare yeah it was set like a nightmare and it was and then it went into straight black and it was insane. I mean, I've never seen a set that beautiful. I've been to plays that had far more money and the sets were not that not that intricate and yeah. detailed. Like this was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And the fact that this play didn't do well enough to continue through the last several weeks that it was scheduled for. Yeah. I it boggles the mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have I no hope for people. I don't yeah. understand. Make yeah. it make it make sense, sir. Yeah, I mean the the thing with the play was that it was a horror play, which we don't horror horror play, <laughs> which we don't you know isn't like a thing. You know they don't no. do that genre on, on plays, and so it was very intriguing to kind of see how they would do it. And I thought the horror horror aspects of it were really well done. They had some jump scares and 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 stuff like that, which, which it was crazy, which worked really well. And they had a lot of like really interesting, intricate, like set changes. Like when the fridge would open, there'd be one thing there, and then it would open mm-hmm. it again. There'd be something else in there, and um, 
and there was like parts where people were coming out of different parts of the set and then the lights came on and there was a you know so there was a lot of like moving parts for that like literally and uh but yeah i mean i i thought it was really good because and also it was like it wasn't um it wasn't just some cheesy typical story you know there was like there was a lot to it was it just me so what they what they did also that was crazy was that when it went dark it went dark like i don't they got all the lights out of there and it was there were moments and that's why i i had to shout out the sound design but you know you could feel the mute you know you'd feel the bass and it was fucking creepy like you know because you're sitting in the dark and you have no idea what's about to happen and you're just it's just your senses are just going off yeah and i thought that was brilliant yeah i wish they did that more i was like oh i love when they scare us with that shit it was so good yeah that was so good yeah it was so it was really well done and uh uh, you know, it was a it was an interesting story, and, and it gave you a lot to think about. You know, it wasn't everything wasn't spelled out for you that you had to kind of really think about it, which is a lot easier than I think it's a lot easier in a play to keep people's attention because it's not a, a movie or or even you know sitting at home where it's easy to like look at your phone or mm-hmm. have a conversation or you know somebody calls and you got to pause. You know, whatever. It's like you're in this scenario for two hours or however long it is and and uh it it allows you to be more creative as a writer and kind of um think more which i really appreciated about it and so i thought it was kind of like a like a high level horror concept and Mm -hmm. and and stuff um so yeah i'll wait for the you know i'm sure it'll be a movie eventually oh they're gonna mess that up well unless they bring the, the writer and stuff on but yeah, it was um, maybe not because I guess it didn't do also, its full uh, run, but it was Paul Sparks who yeah. played Henry was really good. Yeah, he was um, really good. We pissed ourselves at his delivery of Lahayam. I don't know yeah. why, but he just yeah. There was a bit of comedy infused in there, as with any horror film, you have to kind of relieve tension, and so they would yeah. they would. Um, but you had it. an interesting take on that as well. Um, also, I just want to go, kind of go through. So Millicent uh, Simmons mm-hmm. as Bernie, who we had seen and uh, most people know from A Quiet Place. Quiet place yeah. um, Eamon Pe- Patrick O'Connell was the boy. Um, there, like this, it, it was all mixed up. There was like the woman who was sort of like the ancient uh, Cindy Coyne mm-hmm. and uh, Sophia Ann Caruso, who played Marlo. Um, the The acting was. So it was, everybody was so good. Alyssa, yeah. Emily, Marvin also was uh, the uh, the one who had the number as a name. Yeah. A1, A1656 or something like that. I probably just got that wrong. But um, you had kind of an interesting take. Like, so yeah, there, there, there were ha moments, but you had said that you felt like there was more laughter than there, than the story had intended there to be. Yeah. And I, I agreed with that. Yeah, it was interesting because there was like there, I, there was a right at the beginning there was a scene where uh, Tatiana Maslany and Paul Sparks' character come in and they go over the phone. And they're like the phone cords cut and everyone starts laughing. I'm like, I don't. That wasn't. <laughs> I don't really understand what was funny about that. So I think to to the credit of the film and to the discredit of the audience, I guess it was a matter of like they didn't really understand. They didn't really know what to do with it. I guess you know yeah. because it's like they just assume that it's funny because this is a horror thing and it's it, it wasn't played funny either and, and a lot of the stuff that they laughed at and there were genuinely funny moments but i feel like yeah the audience was like i don't know they didn't know what to do with that genre in a play 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, I guess what sort of baffles the mind in an ironic twist, the, the, the gaggle of old women behind us, behind me on the stairs were also behind us in the theater. Hmm. So they got those premium seats. They got... No, they were behind us, so they didn't yeah, get premium. They, they were premium. We were the row ahead of it. Oh. oh gotcha. So they got what would have been the most expensive seats mm-hmm. in this theater. And I'm convinced that probably, if I had to guess, I'd say probably 30% of the audience had no idea what this play was about. Yeah. They somehow obtained tickets or just they just have money that way where somebody goes, oh, my God, you got to see this play. Everyone's talking about this play. Laurie Metcalf's in it. You know, Laurie Metcalf. Let's get tickets. And they get tickets and they're like, what the fuck is this? That's what that felt yeah. like. There were a lot of people in the audience like that that I just don't because like you can hear when it started and the lights went off and that ominous music came on that people were like, what? Yeah. You know. So from the jump, they were unhappy yeah. and you weren't going to please them. Um I would like to virtually high five those women behind me with the heel of my foot in their throat <laughs> for so loudly proclaiming at the end of that play that they would never get those two hours of their life back. Yeah. I like I'm a person that doesn't like to battle crowds. So when we're in a theater, I let everybody fight their way to the door and I'll just patiently wait the seven minutes that it would take just yeah. to let everybody do that so I don't have to fight. And I just sat there like just in a funk almost because mm-hmm. I was like, I was so elated that I had experienced that. But at the same time, the amount of disrespect and just the lack of appreciation for what had just taken place was so sad to me. I was like, if this, if this can't do well, I will I never write anything good. <laughs> like, yeah. I, on on that guy's worst day, I couldn't write something like that on my best or something that he would write. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, there is never, it, it doesn't matter how amazing something is or how detailed something is. It's, there's just always going to be people that their brains are shut off to. And this always, this goes into the conversation that we have where it goes, why is everything being remade? And it's like, because the percentage of people that ask that question do not outweigh the massive percentage of people that don't ask that question and don't care. They are the audience. You're well, a, you're I, a minor, you're the minority here. Yeah. The majority of people, they don't care if things are remade. They don't care if it's quality. Yeah. They don't well, care. I have a, a an interesting thought on that. I think it's like you I know, blame cell phones. Go ahead. No, no, I don't think so. Maybe, but for me, it's a matter of like people are always going to watch stuff. They're they're not going to stop watching things, and so people always say like all oh, those remakes and and. Uh, superhero movies and whatever that's all that's out there and it's like and that's all that people go see well it's like well if those things if they just stopped making those things and started making all original stuff like we want people would still go see those things yeah you know um because they want to go see stuff they just want to see stuff that's good and i feel like um you know you see that you yeah, see but the, it's a, it's like if you can feed people if you could feed people ground beef instead of steak and they'll eat it why would you give them ground? Why would you give them steak? Right, right. You know what I mean? It's well, not that they gonna, can't appreciate yeah. it. It's that. And that's why I say phones, because 
there was a very like obvious sort of tilt that we went into in entertainment once media became constantly available to us. And we were able to just sort of feed this into every moment of our life. We had it at our fingertips, our phones constantly here. Our attention spans suffered greatly. Mm-hmm. And being original and using your brain was not a desired trait in a person anymore. It was yeah. just like, give me more, give me more. Yeah. We just want so much so fast yeah. that why would a studio pay for an original idea if they could just take off of something that's already there? There's a built-in audience. Mm-hmm. They don't have to take the risk. Yeah. And the, the, the reality is that a very large percentage of the people sitting in there are like kind of cinematic automatons. You yeah. know what I mean? They'll well, just but, watch but, whatever you put in front of them. And so but I, they're I, not going to cater to the the smaller percentage of people that are like, why aren't we watching original scripts? We, why aren't we watching things that are more creative? Yeah. We had to, like, if you go into the 90s, I mean, I'd say 70s, actually anything. I mean, any part of cinema was was experimental right because it hadn't been done before when you go into like 70s horror the way things got started getting so gruesome they went nudity and they went crazy with things right you had all these experimental indie movies in the 80s and 90s and all that stuff it it's like this that's not even like a, a category anymore when you see those movies the first thing we say is like oh my god this reminds me of a 90s indie because indie now doesn't seem to exist anymore it's like just sort of spread around here and there but something has a feel, we automatically go to it being a 90s indie because it was so uh, uh, abundant in the 90s. There were so many original movies coming out, so many different things coming out. And now it's just like everything's, you know, let's just remake it. Let's just remake it. I don't, I, I want to go back to the play. Sorry. I went on my tangent. Well, I was just going to say, like, that, um, uh, uh, you know, if you look at the state of cinema, you know, and you have something. Is that what you're like, doing now with your eyes closed? You're looking at the state of cinema? Yeah. <laughs> You look at the. I just don't want to forget what I said because I thought of it so long ago, and you just kept going, on your, <laughs> kept going on your rant, which I appreciated, but I just didn't want to forget it. I. Uh, but if, I love you, you. if you look at the 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 state of cinema, like people aren't going to theaters like they used to, but then you look at something like Oppenheimer and Barbie, right, where they did so well, and Oppenheimer is not a big budget special effects film, you know, and Barbie is a creative. Oppenheimer isn't. No. It's not a big, it's like a, it's akin to like a beautiful mind or something, you know. That's a pretty like that. big budget though. It's, it's Chris a, Nolan. It's got a big budget, but that, <laughs> but, but I, I don't mean like literal budget. I just mean like, you know, like, uh, I guess just visual effects laden. Oh, okay. Film kind of thing. I'm like, that's a big budget film, yeah. my boy. And so like, it's more of a, it's a, it's a biopic and, and that did so well as like the highest grossing R rated movie of all time or something. And then you have Barbie, which was like a really creative Yes, it had a pre-existing kind of IP or whatever, but it was a, we haven't seen it yet, but from what I've heard, it's kind of like a creative take on that. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's, it, it goes to show that people aren't averse to that sort of stuff. It just has to be good. No, but do you know, do you know I'm going to go in, back into the rant. So start clocking your ideas if you have any, write mm-hmm. them down. Um, do you know what the, both of those movies did have? Amazing marketing. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Those movies were all over TikTok. Yeah. You it was to an annoying degree. Yeah. Before those movies dropped, okay? But I don't They I don't, marketed the crap out of those, not necessarily even the the studios, but, but the think... public marketed the crap out of it. Yeah. Okay? And that was basically like the you know, the studio doesn't 
they love that, right? But at the same time, they're like, look, when we have people that aren't as big, that aren't going to draw in crowds because of who they are and because of the cast, and the, we don't want people liking too much of this original shit. See, they don't market shit the way they used to. You know, we don't watch TV, TV the way we used to. We pay so that we don't have to watch marketing thrown at us. Yeah. But when you were watching TV, you had to watch the trailer for that movie a hundred times a day. Yeah. There was no forgetting that that movie was coming out and what it was about. And you got to see what was going on. And that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. There is marketing doesn't exist the way that it used to. And they really need to start bringing the cost of films back down. They need to figure out ways to make films less expensive and i don't mean like visual effects stuff because that stuff is just time and it's consuming but i still think there's uh, so many ways to cut your your budget Does everyone down. have to have a decked out trailer like is right that necessary? there's a million <laughs> different ways other than you know cutting the visual effects like visual effects is something i harp on a lot because i you know I'm, i mm -hmm. work in, in you know in the similar kind of industries but it's like you know, if you know exactly what you want and you tell the studios or the or the post houses, this is what we need, this is how many things we need, and, and you get it done, and then they do it, they can save a ton of money just right there, just having a, a, a vision and not changing it a million times and just causing... Prepping. Uh, having just some having, prep. having your idea set in stone and ready to go, you know? Uh, you take someone like a Chris Nolan, and he knows what he wants, and he goes and he films it, and then he, you know, the, I don't think there's a... You know, I don't think there's like a five hour cut of Oppenheimer somewhere. Like he just shot what he needs because he knows exactly what he wants. I don't and then know, he, it might be. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. I just feel like being being more prepared and be, having clear direction and, and, and not having like 15 cooks in the kitchen, I think can can automatically right there cut your budget by 25 percent too right because we've watched movies that had very very indie budgets and then you find out like oh by the way they spent twenty five thousand dollars to redo the floor to look more well, yeah, appropriate to the time yeah. and that if that's happening on a smaller budget you can imagine yeah. how how often that happens the amount it's of like, money that's wasted that's on unnecessary a watch the movie like that insane. had a seventy five thousand dollar budget i think yeah. it was or a hundred thousand dollar budget and then a quarter of that budget was spent on a floor of a gymnasium yeah for like a couple scenes for yeah. a couple scenes it was like are you crazy <laughs> i could have made a whole movie with just what you spent to redo that floor yeah. um things like that happen a lot and they're they're pretty silly silly anyway going back into the play um uh before i forget also there was a moment where uh henry just disappeared uh no where the daughter disappears straight into the couch yeah Crazy. Straight into the couch. It just came out of nowhere because they were using the, the, this prop and he was on the couch. The couch was there through the whole play because yeah. you don't leave that room. And uh, <laughs> like at one point, one of the girls, like she just dives headfirst into the couch and disappears. And we were like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, that was pretty impressive. The, the choreography that had to happen in rehearsal because th it's pitch black and I'm sure that there's light that our eyes aren't adjusting to that they have cues on stage yeah. that they can see like okay the couch is over here there's probably something over here but I mean see. we were able to see a lot yeah. of stuff and there was no point where I was like oh there there's clearly a light over there for them to know that that's where this is or that's where that is they were doing uh complete changes in in um in in character setting on stage mm -hmm. in the dark within like 10 seconds yeah which is nuts. Yeah. Um, so I just like Laurie Metcalf's character didn't even have as much dialogue as I would have liked. Mm -hmm. She was a smaller character in it. Um, 
she stole the show for me, even as a smaller character. And that's what an amazing oh, actor yeah. will do. It doesn't matter how big or small their role is. It's, just, you know, if they have that charisma, they're going to they're going to steal the show. And the moments that she was on stage, I was like, oh, God, she's going, you know, and she would yeah. just steal it. You know, she yeah. would just steal that moment. Um, it was just brilliant. Yeah. And also uh, the, uh, the hair and makeup, because her hair is short in real life and her hair looked real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, her the, her good. wig looked amazing. Um, I don't know. Like, there isn't enough that I can say about, like, are, are there holes in things and everything? Yeah, there's always like, oh, I didn't like love this or love that. Like, but it was amazing. I've yeah. seen, I'll just say it. I mean, I'm, n- no disrespect. Also, because the cast is in, in, in no way the same as it was when I saw it. I fell asleep at Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. I, I got, I was, I was gifted those tickets and I never asked to see that play. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, my God, thank you so much. And I was like, oh, shit. I really, I'm not interested in seeing this. I don't know. It's just not someone. I saw Chicago was my first play. Loved it. I'd see it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, so the, the chandelier shook. Duh, 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 and I was so hungry and so tired. Yeah. And I, I my, my ex at the time was like, I lost you for like a 15-minute chunk. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you were out. I was like, God, what happened? He's like, nothing much. Yeah. <laughs> nothing much. You didn't you didn't miss much. It just didn't hold my attention. I, I didn't love it. And um this to me was far I, I would watch this a hundred I wish that I could see it again. Yeah. I'm so bummed that like it's over. It's over and I and, yeah, and you would, don't get to see it. We would recommend that. going seeing it, but it's over. Yeah, it's so. over. And and I don't understand why or how that ended so early. Yeah. I really I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. But it was a uh, man. It was it was inventive and unique and like refreshing and and because I I love I don't like I'm not a big fan of musicals but I love plays and so um, you I'm know, not a fan of musicals but every sci-fi fantasy fantasy show that you watch has musicals I know, and it's really in their obnoxious. episodes. We're watching The Witcher right now. And no, God, you're watching. I'm watching The Witcher. Witcher. It's like every episode they have I to break out the song to sit and listen to the witcher and that it's just it's yeah. probably one of the more painful things that you watch for me i hate this show so much well this season is not i'm very sorry good. guys i know there's a, people love that show but i can i love the show i just feel like the season's a little weak but just grown adults breaking into operatic song and like just yeah <sighs> stop it please please <laughs> please stop doing this yeah. shows about sci-fi and fantasy don't need musicals, yeah. especially in every for, episode. If it wasn't for Henry Cavill, I would have bailed on it, but I like him in that role. Oh, I hate it so much. Anyway, yeah, uh, but I don't, I don't, it doesn't happen that often. It seems to be happening more. It is happening more. With stuff. It's like there has to be some kind of song or something every time. And it's like, why? It takes me out right away. Yeah. Immediately. We were watching something that I enjoyed. I was enjoying the show. I didn't love it, but I was like, oh, it was something you were watching and I was starting to pay attention to. And then they broke out to song and I was like, I'm done. You lost yeah. me completely. Um, anyhow, this play does not uh, no, break out. No, no. no, there is. Well, actually, there is. Yeah. It does break out into song, but that's but what I wanted to talk about. it wasn't like a musical. No, it wasn't like a musical. And her just... voice was beautiful. She had a really, yeah. really nice voice. Um, it just... It's a play again that, like a lot of films, is it's experimental. Has an experimental take. You have to think, and I yeah. know how much you guys out there who are gonna he and haw at original productions hate to think. Not you guys as the audience. I'm talking about the other guys. Yeah. Um, you know, but like, 
being able to leave a film or a play and not going, huh? But just going, what do you think happened there? Yeah. That, I think that's viewed as a negative. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh, well, it wasn't spelled out for me completely. This was terrible. And I loved that we were both like, so the, the jars, they represented the people, right? And like mm-hmm. this and that. And so Lori knew that once Tatiana got there, then she was going to be replaced and, blah, blah, yeah. and you know, like you had to, you ha- you were able to come up with theories and think about things. And, and that's what's so great about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what being creative is about. Like, just why are people just so, they have such because an aversion they, to anything they wanna, that... They, because- Films are a business, and they have yeah. to get a return on their investment, yeah. and which is fine. I get all that. If if somebody's saying, "Here's three million dollars to make a movie," but I want to I want to make my money back, and it's like, okay, I, I understand that. But and those movies always existed. Right. We're not saying you can't make those movies. It's just now that's kind of all. It's that's seventy percent of what's yeah. out there. When before it was the other you way around. You had your blockbusters, the, and then your indies. Right. And you, yeah, ideally, you would take the profits of the blockbusters to fund the indies, mm-hmm. and every once in a while, you'd. You'd you'd get one like a you know like a like a get out or something that would do really well yeah. with a with a really low budget and then you now you have yourself and and that's kind of a way to to kind of nurture new talent coming up and and you know be it actors or directors or sound people whatever it is you know and so um, but there isn't any I mean there is more of that on the on streaming you mm-hmm. know you have but that's still kind of like. I wonder also, I mean, I know he's he's he works with his own production, but like for Jordan Peele, for instance, like if bigger studios got their their paws onto you, right, you could see somebody going like, well, OK, let's use that as an example. Get out and um, uh, Jesus Christ. Nope. Uh, you know, m- movies like that where you go, look, they did so well. Right. It, it has a cult following people. Yeah. Love them. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, yeah, but the second the studios get their hands on something like that, when they bring big money into it, they're like, OK, listen. That's great. Make it like those. What the thing about Jordan Peele and the, the, a movie like Get Out and Nope is that they were two completely different movies and he got to experiment on that. And yeah. I think if you were explaining the concept of Nope to somebody, they'd be like, Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't. Uh, yeah. That's that seems. So yeah, the, and that. there's a there's a guy to come in the coins, you know, but it's like you have to trust like, look. This person is creative. They know what they're doing. Yeah. You know what and, I mean? And that does exist because we do have things like Sure, but I'm that saying that there, they'll they'll start a... to stunt the creativity because they're like, oh, don't 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 follow the schematic. Follow the schematics. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't go out of you know, because you know, not everything is gonna do of people like this type of ending. Yes. So, make so that do ending. so do yeah. this. And it's like, yeah, there's gonna be ones that are like hits and misses, and that's okay. But the studios yeah. don't want that. They're like, this didn't make everything this made twenty million dollars less than the last one, you're done. We'll yeah. never let you do something again. It's just like why? <laughs> like yeah. You know, Unless you're Fast and Furious. Oh, this, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Can you be any... I mean, I don't even think you need to have, like, a brainstem to watch those movies. No, you don't. It, but but Your it, whole neck even could just fall movies, into your spine and it just... Those, it's movies like that that, yeah, they're, they're not doing well, but they're still profitable. So oh, as God. long as they're still profitable and because they Driving have... Driving cars in space. What is happening? Yeah, because they, they have a bigger margin. And so <laughs> smaller budget films have a much smaller margin can you imagine error. going to the movies to see that like no. anticipating that and being like i want to go see since that the third one 
think. You went further I actually, than I did. I, I saw actually, the first one and I was like, never again. I actually didn't mind the first one. I thought it was kind of interesting, but it was, uh, you know, it was just like whatever. You know, it wasn't like amazing, but it was like, okay, that's, that was cool. Whatever, cars and stuff. What but are it we was, on now? Like nine or something? But it was very grounded, you know. And now it's just it's grounded. Now they're in space. They've yeah. gone. They've gone. They've left the the whole fucking they've atmosphere. They're frozen ocean and in space. And <laughs> they're they're going to be. Who knows where they'll be next? Yeah, it's um, yeah. So anyway, like like Paul said, I wish I could tell you to go see this play, but you can't, and that is sad in its own way. But it was a beautifully made, directed, and performed performance. It was amazing. And Laurie Metcalf was amazing. And uh, no, I did not get to meet her afterwards. She booked it apparently pretty quick. We were standing outside and then uh, we were standing at the wrong door for like 20 minutes. And then they were like, no, no, you got to go to this door in the back. And so we ran around the block and there was another group of people waiting and she never came out. And I think that's probably for the best because I'm pretty sure that um, I would have repeated your Bruce Campbell. Yeah. meeting and just fell silent completely and she would have been like please get this girl help i think that she has brain damage yeah. uh something's ha- she's having a stroke guys she's having a stroke and i was like all right it just look i got to see her feet away from me i'm gonna just be honest the second she was on screen i internally lost it I, my eyes were already tearing i'm like holy shit yeah holy I'm shit this happen yeah <laughs> There she is. She's right there. And then, of course, I mean, I think I was the first person to pop out of my seat to give him a standing ovation. This is another thing. People are just like sitting around. I'm like, get up. <laughs> get up. I flew out of my seat. I clapped until my hands burned. My eyes teared. I was just in complete awe. This woman's a national treasure. I'm sorry. There's nothing that she can't do. And I love her. And I'm so glad that I got to see that experience and know it was not in any way ruined by the fact that I was one row up of the most expensive seats. You guys are kind of kidding yourselves with that. I would never. Now I know. I'm like, oh, yeah, get the seats right in front of that. Yeah. You'll save yourself like 200 bucks and and still literally see the same thing. Um, nice theater. Again, that, that, that set. The pain of having to break that down. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like as the set designer, that's your baby. Yeah. And you're like, let's tear all this shit down. Yeah, but you're probably ready for the next thing, you know. It's oh like my anything. God. I don't know. That would make me so sad. Yeah. But it was it was I would have been outside that door at the end of it been like, Can I get a piece of just anything? Just yeah. give me like I'll take anything from that you're not gonna use. One again. of the jars, please. Can I no, they probably use those again. Um can you imagine getting yeah. the body juice jar? <sighs> or the phone or something. Something. I would have loved that. Mm. Somebody's must have something on eBay. Well, one of the gas masks. I, I want the jars. I would take a jar. Yeah. I like a jar. I want it. Or the a piece of the roof. Like that roof was yeah. just so cool. Yeah. So freaking cool. Or anything that was on the shelves. Yeah. Because it was like a, an older cabin, you know, and everything. Because mm-hmm. it was supposed to be set sort of in the 70s, I want to say, ish. Something like that. Something like the 70s. But, you know, they're they're in the middle of nowhere. So their cabin's very much like still in the 50s, 60s. Yeah at best 60s but it was more like uh, 40s actually i think it went pretty far back and they've been there a long time so it's like they just kind of have this very uh antiquated way of existing and um it just it was just beautiful Mm. it was just beautiful it was good i'm so sad that i'll i'll never get to see that again yeah do they release things like that like does did anyone record that Uh, probably who knows I wish that they would do like they did with Hamilton. Yeah, no, not a play that had they had to 
stop early because people weren't no, watching No, but it. not like that they would put it on Disney or something, but that somebody, they would have like a site that'd yeah. be like, oh, hey, you could actually watch oh, the play. Yeah. I mean, I charge people. I would pay to watch that again. Yeah, but you would, but... <laughs> what the there's the two people behind the us pe- wouldn't the people that didn't get to fucking see the play would yeah. the people everybody in august who had their who yeah. they had that opportunity chopped away i'm sure that they would pay to see that or yeah. they shouldn't have to actually you should be able to prove that you bought tickets and then you get a free pass for that one you need yeah. to at least be able to see that on your tv yeah. um but that would be such a cool play to watch just in the dark you know yeah i'm just you know, it's like that high school relationship, that first love that you just never get over. That's how I am with that play. I'm just like, I'm never going to get over the fact that it didn't do as well as I felt like it should have done. And, yeah. and that people were just so ruthless in in their lack of creativity and couth yeah. in the audience. Um, but it was an experience, to say the least. And uh, I think we have a guest for next week. I don't want to jinx We'll things. see. I do have a guest down for next week. Um, again, we have a ton of Film Fest. We can officially announce that we have made it into the Mystic Film Fest, which we've talked about a lot, is one of our favorite film fests. So uh, we, we're definitely excited for that. The schedule's not out yet. I don't think it was supposed to be out, but I think they might be a little behind. Um, but I I don't know. I mean, you can check it out and see if, <laughs> if, if we're any anywhere in there. Um, so we don't know yet, actually. And... Um, yeah, so I think that's it, right? Shout out. MoGraph. MoGraph, and then, you know, we'll see where we go from here. We have stuff that we've watched and and all of that. Mm-hmm. And also, um, this uh, couple days back, I uh, I purchased tickets for the AMC Riff Tracks for Rad because that was apparently Paul's favorite movie growing up or one of his favorite of, movies yeah. growing up. And I had never seen it before. Um, it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> It was glorious. It, I, I think like, um, I just, could see it being really fun if you're like, you know, enhanced. Sure. Um, well, but to I, like just sit and watch it without the riff tracks, I'd be like, all right. I mean, like you're, it's kind of like, you know, you know, you're getting cheesy eighties. And so you're going in with that mindset, yeah. but the riff, like the riff tracks over it was like yeah, it was really 90% good. of what made it entertaining for me because I don't have like a nostalgic attachment to that movie because i'd not seen it i have so. to wonder if there's because it's like you know it's the guys that did mystery science theater which i have mm-hmm. you know I, I have like such a such a um love for that property um i've watched pretty much ever i didn't watch most of the newer ones mm-hmm. um but they were still funny but the old ones they used to they used to do this thing called turkey day and all day comedy central would yeah. play mystery science theater and i had seen pretty much all of them and uh, i just had such an affinity for them and so it's the same people a lot of the same people that did that, but I, why but, isn't it Mystery Science Theater anymore? I'm sure they don't probably don't own the, huh. the rights. Probably. I was wondering it's probably that. the rights thing. Um, I don't know though. I'm sure I can Google it and find out in five seconds. Google it. But it's like uh, uh, I, I I was and and I hate when people do this to me. But I sat down and I was just like, you know, it's a live. It, it was happening live, so you saw the people. You know, there was like mm-hmm. a whole pre-show thing, and I was like, oh, these guys are old. Is it? Are they funny? Like, is you know, because old people <laughs> like, is their sense of humor gonna be? silly or whatever and it was it was really really funny um you were ageist i was a little ageist You're totally yeah. ageist yeah the worst part of that experience it didn't for it me, didn't i was just like oh i wonder like i was i was still gonna i thought they'd still be funny because yeah. why wouldn't they still be funny i mean yeah. they're just older but the worst part of that experience for me um 
I'm calling you out. No, the audio was so I watched the whole movie with napkins in my ears. Yeah. Look, I, I'm just, here's what I'm just gonna accept, and you, you, you know, you guys are probably like, is anybody gonna tell her? Who's gonna tell her? I'm fucking old. All right, I don't like loud shit, and apparently, I, I, I have the hearing of of some type of mystical creature because everything to me is like that's way too loud like it's so pitchy and it hurts your ear and i was like i like like everyone's grandma i always have napkins in my purse and i ripped off two pieces shoved them right in there i was fine for the rest of the movie no complaints but to have had to watch that without them no way uh but for me it was uh the 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 dude in the row ahead of us that just oh my god yeah seasoned the entire theater practically the entire theater with his bo that was that was a it was a moment and i can't tell if he was there with his mom or his wife who was 40 years older than him Mm. it could have been either one Um, but we were right behind him because it was assigned seating Uh, luckily the theater wasn't sold out as you can imagine and so once the movie started we clocked whatever seats were behind us and we went two whole rolls behind and it still wafted not as strong as it did yeah. Um, but when we were watching the movie, this group of people, I think, were supposed to be next behind us or something like yeah. that. They came in late and they went straight into our row where we were. And I wasn't even mad because I'm like, I don't want those seats anymore. But I wanted to warn them. I was like, you have no idea what's oh, uh, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie started. So you can't start moving around now. You're stuck with that. And there was a there was a I would uh, just have my whole face in the popcorn. Yeah, there was a person there that had a um, Mr. Science Theater. 3000 jumpsuit so yeah. i appreciated that yeah you want one of those yeah i wouldn't wear it in public but no well jumpsuit if it wasn't a jumpsuit if it was just like if it was just like an outfit but like a jumpsuit <laughs> like a tux <laughs> no like a like a shirt if it was and pants classy. combo but it's like <laughs> it there's was, just something about a jumpsuit that's if it weird. was a classy kind of costume yeah. yeah then i would um yeah so that that was along with my sensitive hearing i have a sensitive nose and i was just like jesus christ buddy Cause, yeah. And I, we knew it was him because he got up to go use the bathroom or something and the smell ceased to exist. And yeah. as soon as we, we, he returned, we were like, there it is. Yeah. An assault on the senses. Yeah. Um, that's a superpower right there. You can clear out a whole theater just with your armpits. So if you're listening to this and you went to that and you, <laughs> and you two were people sitting, behind you moved and then a row of people If you people were sitting there, in row take a I, right, because we were in row J. Or K. Or K. So if you were in either I or J or something and you were there with your mom wife, woo! Yeah. Take a shower, man. Your secret told on you. Um, So, yeah, that's it. That's all we got. Join us next week. Hopefully, we'll have a guest. Yes, we will. Bye. Bye.